Good morning, good afternoon, good night. I'm here to talk about life, man. What's up, y'all? It's Twan, man. It's Antoine back again with another episode of the Open Minded Podcast. We are here. Episode 7. We made it, y'all. Made it to episode 7, man. I'm so excited. I'm so thankful. So appreciative, man. Everybody that's helping me along this journey. Uh, everybody that's listening. Everybody that's doing me concepts. The whole nine, man. I'm just geek. I'm excited, man. I'm blessed. I'm appreciative. Uh, so, we here, man. Like I said, Open Minded Podcast, open episode 7. Uh, the date is March 4th, 2018. Um, before we start off with any topics, anything, man, I got to give a huge shout out to myself. Okay, I'm here. All right, now, um, I like to I like to view myself as a well-rounded individual. Um, I'm really into, you know, uh, the Xbox, playing games of that nature, uh, you know, a variety of games. I love 2K. Um, I've, been, I've been playing this game. I know a lot of a lot of people has heard it. I know they have. Uh, it's called Fortnite. You know what I'm saying, man? The whole concept of the game. Uh, it's, you throw 100 people in this big, huge map. Everybody gather up. Um, you go get guns. You shoot people. You build. The whole nine, man. Um, I know everybody hears about it, so I'm not about to go into explicit detail. They got their own uh, Instagram page. Millions of people play this game. Um, and the reason why I'm talking about this, this is, this is, this is, this was not on, uh, my notes for this episode, nothing, but listen, this game is really, really, really hard to get a victory in. Okay. And I can proudly say I got a victory in it. Okay. It's a hundred people in this map, man. I stepped up and I got my first victory in Fortnite. Um, I'm going to applaud myself for that one, man. I got my first win. Okay. Uh, just to give you a little backstory of how much I done put into this game, I done played this game. I played 237 matches, okay? I played with friends. Uh, I played with myself. Uh, I finally got my first victory, man. So I'm not about to go into extreme detail, but I'm excited about it. So I'm talking about it. I don't care. I'm here. I made it. I got my first win in Fortnite, man. I'm excited. Uh, but that's obviously not what this podcast is about. Uh, I'm just going to touch a couple subjects here. Um, I feel like the people that's been listening... Uh, to my podcast, you know, uh, since it began, I mean, I got to give myself a big uh, shout out as well, man. I think I'm doing pretty well, man. I know I do have a huge stuttering problem. I think I'm doing pretty well with that right now. So I'm getting a lot more comfortable, you know what I'm saying? With just the, the, the topics, you know what I'm saying? The flow, um, of what I choose to talk about. Uh, I like to interact with other people, um, about my podcast. So I'm just getting real comfortable, man. I can definitely tell this is my lane and I'm here to make it and I'm here to stick. I'm here to stay, man. Um, I want to touch a couple, a couple, a couple, a couple, I said a couple, a couple podcast subjects, uh, not even podcast subjects. I just want to touch a couple subjects here. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about, man, uh, so I took wifey, uh, me and wifey had a little dinner date, uh, this past weekend. I actually took her to the funny bone here in Columbus. Um, it's in Easton. Um, I actually took her there uh, to see a comedian named Andrew Schultz. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with him, the way I know about him, uh, he was on MTV's Guy Code. Uh, he also has a podcast of his own. Uh, it's called The Br- Brilliant Idiots with him and Charlemagne and Guy. You might have heard of Charlemagne and Guy from The Breakfast Club. Um, so they have their own podcast together. I listen to it um, a lot. Uh, so I'm really in tune to, uh, the different type of subjects they talk about and just certain things. So I became a fan of, of the show. Uh, so when I heard that he was coming to Columbus, I was excited. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of him. So I wanted to, you know, 
check him out. Tickets, tickets were about 20 bucks, you know what I'm saying? So me and wife went out to eat uh, before the show. Um, and then we caught the show. Um, now, my wife, uh, she's vaguely familiar with him. Uh, so he's not really, you know what I'm saying, on her upper echelon of uh, comedians to see for the first time. Uh, but she went with me, obviously, you know what I'm saying? And we had a blast, man. I'm talking about from beginning to end. Uh, even the opening acts were funny, man. But Andrew Schultz is a phenomenal comedian. He's funny. Uh, his material, his mannerisms on stage. Um, I just I just took a lot from his stage presence as a whole, man. I think the guy is hilarious. He's phenomenal. Uh, he's witty. He's funny. Um, a lot of his jokes were extremely relatable, uh, regardless of age, sex, race. Uh, didn't matter what it was, man. He had everybody in that whole theater cracking up. Um, I gave him a 10, man. You know what I'm saying? Now, he, now, he was my first uh, live show, like, you know what I'm saying, as far as comedian shows I actually got to go see. Uh, so I was extremely, you know what I'm saying, excited as a whole to just experience the whole thing. Uh, but I couldn't have picked a better comedian, man. The guy was funny from from, from beginning to end. Uh, he touched on the Arnold Classic here, here in Columbus this past weekend. Uh, he touched on... I'm not trying to give his material way too much, uh, but he touched on transgender. He touched on women, periods. He touched on a segment, a segment that he has on his pod, on, on his uh, podcast with Charlamagne the God called Dick Talk. Uh, he interacted with the crowd. He just talked about a whole a variety of subjects, man. And I get that man an A+. Plus. He had me laughing hysterically. These weren't fake laughs. They were butt-gusting laughs, man. I, I was I was extremely, extremely impressed by him, man. Like I said, the stage presence, uh, the material, the wittiness, uh, the whole nine, man. It was relatable. It was funny, man. Me and my wife was talking about it the whole ride home while we was in the bed. We woke up the next morning, the whole night. I told all my friends, posted on Instagram, tagged him in it, man. I gave him a huge shout out. We actually got to meet him afterwards, man. He was a really cool down, down to earth individual. Andrew Schultz, I became an even bigger fan uh, this past weekend, man. Go check him out, man. If you go to his Instagram page, you'll see all of his uh, tour dates. Uh, like I said, he was in Columbus this past weekend. I don't know where he's going next, uh, but if it's close, I may forget it. Travel and go see him, man. It was that funny. Believe me. Go see him. Check him out. Huge support of Andrew Schultz, the whole brilliant in his podcast. Charlamagne got the whole nine, man. Huge fan. Uh, it was a great time. Um, I also want to talk about uh, now I know on my last podcast I spoke about uh, the shooting um, in, in uh, Florida uh, where I believe his name is Nicholas Cruz. Uh, he took an AR uh, to his uh, high school um, and murdered 17 people. Um, and I think since this has happened, um, I believe, I'm not sure, don't quote me on this, uh, but I've but I seen on multiple social uh, media outlets that they were talking about passing a law where teachers will have guns now. People, please. Guns? Now, you got to understand this. Now, I'm pretty sure if they passed this law, I would assume, uh, since we are in America, the land of the free uh, for equality, they're going to put guns in every school, I would assume. I mean, like I said, I don't know how deep this bill is. I don't know if it's statewide or nationwide. I don't know. But if, but regardless, even if it's statewide, listen, you got to put these guns in every school to make it fair. You know what I'm saying? And let's just be realistic. I'm a young black man. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it from both spectrums, from the suburbs to the hood. I understand. But come on, man. If we put guns in an unsafe school, it's just going to, it's 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 not going to do anything. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to combat uh, school shootings. You know what I'm saying? If anything, I think it's going to increase them. Um, and I'm not putting a race on that at all. I'm just talking about in general. You know what I'm saying? 
uh, obviously, you know, there's troubled teens everywhere, man, white, black, Indian, you know what I'm saying, Asian, regardless. And if you put these guns in the hands of, of teachers, there's a lot of teachers that aren't really built for that type of uh, firepower, for that type of combat. And if a kid gets a hold of that, it could be detrimental. I just don't think it's safe. That's not smart, man. I don't think we should be putting guns in these teachers' hands. I think, like I stated before on my last podcast, we need to be implementing uh, we need to be implementing um, metal detectors. That's the most important thing, in my opinion. I, now, I don't think that that's the ultimate decision that's going to stop all school shootings and all school issues, but I think it's a pretty damn good start. But we talking about putting guns in teachers' hands now. Imagine if the teacher's going through just some issues outside of the school, right? Going through some issues outside of the school, and they decide, I'm going to bring my frustration and my anger to school. Let's say Billy Ray starts acting up, okay? The teacher takes the anguish and the and just the, the stress that they are bringing in from their outside world, and they bring it into school. Billy Ray starts wilding out, mouthing, mouthing off to the teacher, and then the teacher uses the weapon. Now, listen, I'm not going I'm not saying that every teacher is going to think like that, but we can't ignore the fact that that can't happen. So I just don't think that that's safe, man. Having guns in an environment with teachers and students as a whole is not smart. I pray to God that they do not pass this bill because that's dangerous, man. You know what I'm saying when me and my wife choose to have a kid, I don't want my son or my daughter to be in a classroom where the teacher has a firearm. You know what I'm saying? Because then it's up to the to the discretion of the teacher if he feels the need to use it or not. And that's just dangerous, man. Can you imagine we say there's 30 teachers in the school, there's 30 guns. A kid can get a hold of that. That's dangerous, man. If you ask my opinion, cut that out. I don't want no teacher having no gun around my kid because then my kid, I feel like my kid is in danger. And I don't like that, man. You know what I'm saying? I would never disrespect nobody's kid by having a gun around them. And I would pray. Uh, that we don't pass this uh, type of bill. Like I said, don't quote me on it. I'm not entirely sure if that's happening, but if it's happening, it's dangerous. And we need to, and we need to nip that in the bud. Please, please nip that in the bud, man. That's dangerous, man. We gotta pray for our youth, man. They're the future. And having guns is not the way. Not with teachers having guns, and that's dangerous, man. Please, it's dangerous. Don't do it. I also want to talk about relationships here, man. Now, this past week, uh, now obviously, obviously, you know what I'm saying, with, for those who listen to my podcast on the weekly, once again, salute to you. I appreciate it. Uh, as you guys know, I take just the things that I've learned uh, throughout the week, you know what I'm saying, observations, situations, uh, and I just kind of combat them into my notes, and then I talk about them. That's basically what this podcast is, man. Um so I've seen a lot of relationship situations this past week. Uh, and the two things I want to talk about in relations, uh, relationships uh, that I've seen as a pattern this past week was two concepts. The first one, um, it should a significant other, I'm talking male, female, the whole nine, should, it, should a significant other uh, accept you back after you cheated? Uh, now, I have friends, coworkers, family, the whole nine I've seen this issue with. Now, I love my friends. I love my coworkers. I love my family way too much for me to put any names out there. So please don't get offended by this because it's not directed towards anybody. Because if you feel like it's directed towards you, I believe me, I've seen it in a whole nother situation. So I'm not sending this out to nobody. Like I say, anybody that's in my life, uh, I love you. And, you know, I will never put your business out there. 
but I have seen this as a recurring issue. Now, I'm happily married to a beautiful, beautiful Nubian queen. That's my wife. That's my heart. She's my world. Uh, but if you want my honest opinion, man, if I call her cheating, and we're married, like I said, but if I call her cheating, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I truly believe I would not be able to take her back. Now, we've had this discussion many and many times, and she feels the same. So it's just not like I'm out here being a heartless savage because she feels the exact same way. Um, and the more and more I'm with her and I fall more and more in love with her and I learn her, I'm going to be honest. It, the concept does scare me, and it would be hard to just up and leave. But I truly believe that I cannot continue a relationship where I can't trust my significant other. And in my situation, my wife. Um, and I just can't see how, first of all, if you're in a relationship and you're cheating, that's that's wrong, man. You know what I'm saying? You should, if anything, you should leave the person that you're with if you feel like you want to pursue something, if you feel like the relationship is going south, whatever the case may be. You shouldn't stay in that relationship, though. You shouldn't disrespect the person that you started the relationship with. Even if you don't feel the same going forward, that's fine. But at least respect them enough to not cheat. Respect them enough to come forward with your feelings and let them know how you feel. Listen, this ain't working out, man. I'm sorry, baby. Listen, I respect you enough to not cheat on you, but we're not working out. So let's just go our separate ways. Now, obviously, every situation is not going to go there that smooth and they understand where you're coming from. Obviously, you know, emotions are involved. Feelings are involved. Um, so obviously it can get messy. But regardless, man, at the end of the day, when time passes, that significant other is going to be able to see that and be like, man, that person at least accepted me and understood who I was and what I meant as a human being. And they had respect enough for me in order to not disrespect me and cheat on me. But they had respect enough to break it off before they pursued anybody else. That's somebody that's admirable and will always be respected. You know what I'm saying? So at least give your significant other that that love and that admiration in order to understand, listen, man, this ain't working out, but I still respect you as a person. I might not feel the way I did when I first started this relationship, but it's fine. You know what I'm saying? I hopefully hopefully that we can we we can be friends going forward, but I just don't want to continue to pursue something that I don't see a future in. And if they don't respect that, man, then that's on them. But you have to respect that. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like um, both men and women, man, we got to do better at, at showing ourselves and giving ourselves more respect. Like, not not disrespecting somebody because it's a fad or or because you may see it on social media, on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Like, man, don't disrespect people. Man, I even see memes and stuff like that about people uh, cheating and 20, rete uh, 20 retweets and I'm going to go cheat on my girl. Like, come on, man. If that's a fad, that's what we are. And I'm speaking from a male's perspective. We got to be more gentlemen out here, man. That's crazy. Now, obviously, women do it, too. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not in the mind of a woman. I'm in the mind of a man. And I can understand that you can be tested in your relationship. Every relationship goes through trials and tribulations. But at the end of the day, you got to understand that you started this relationship with somebody you had genuine feelings for. Don't end it in a negatory way. Like, let's like let's not do that, man. Let's go our, our separate ways amicably, and then we can hopefully be friends down the road, or even, you never know, try it again, but you can't tarnish that that bridge um, and ruin it by cheating or, or separating negatively. You know what I'm saying? So I just hope that going forward, man, and the generations to come, we can respect each other enough to be able to walk away from a situation that's, that's hindering yourself as well as your your significant other as opposed to disrespecting them i mean cheating on them just for uh public opinion or public view or to look cool that's lame man we got to do better we got to do better
And the last thing I want to talk about today, uh, I want to talk about finances in a relationship. That's the second thing I want to talk about as far as relationship goes. Um, now, in my personal opinion, I think it depends how the finances go based on your tax bracket. I mean, let's just keep it a buck here. Um, I don't think a relationship should be based on money by any means, no. But I think that the money situation should be handled according to your current tax bracket. Now, for example, say you were an NBA player making $5 million a year. If that man tells you to go out and get a second job so he so you can help with the bills, that's crazy. And I feel like y'all have an issue. That's my personal opinion. If that man's making $5 million a year and if you choose to work as a woman, that's fine. Or, or even if the tables is turned, if, if a woman's making $5 million a year uh, and, and as a man, he chooses to work, that's cool. But I just think that if you're making more than enough money for one person, for, for two people, then, I mean, I think it should be optional for the other person to work. That's just my personal opinion. Um, now, me nor a lot of other people in my life, we're not in that type of predicament. Now, for example, me and my wife, uh, I have to go into too much detail about our personal finances, but uh, we share a lot of their responsibility when it comes to finances. Now, certain people have certain uh, thought process on that, and that's completely fine. I respect it. Uh, but at the end of the day, my, my wife understands that me personally, I'm not big balling like that. You know what I'm saying? Now, now maybe prayfully in, in the future, God's will, I will be. But for now, I'm not. So she understands that and she respects that. My wife is a is an extremely, extremely independent woman. So honestly, even if I was making 10 million a year, she'd be doing something. She she is she is of the mindset that she can take care of herself. Uh, she she walked in into this relationship taking care of herself. And if she in any event that she has to walk out, she will be fine. She can take care of herself. And that's just one of the many, many, many qualities I love about that woman, man. Now, a lot of women don't think like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's your personal opinion. If you feel like a man needs to take care of you, I feel like that needs to be established in the beginning of the relationship. You don't want to get in a relationship with a man and guys, you don't want to get in a relationship with a woman uh, without speaking about finances. That's the most important thing. Now, I feel like if if you're not in the tax bracket of balling, then I feel like you guys need to help, like help each other. You know what I'm saying? Be First, the, the most important thing is to be truthful about your finances. Fellas, if you cannot pay uh, for rent or pay for your woman to get her nails done all the time, whatever the case may be, if you can't afford that on a daily basis, you need to let that woman know. Because don't be walking around taking out loans or, or balling out on your credit card in order to supply an expensive habit that you can't afford. Don't be foolish, man. Talk about your finances with your lady. Hey, baby, look, can you go half on on the drink with me, please? I ain't got it like that, uh, man. We're a unit, you know what I'm saying? Now, obviously, I definitely think a man should be taking care of a woman. Let's not get it twisted. But if you need help, man, with the bills and you ain't in that financial state to be doing it on your own, man, bro, you need to be honest with that woman. And then ladies... I feel like you guys should be understanding. Hey, babe, I understand that you ain't got it like that. You know what I'm saying? You make it 15, 14, $10 an hour, whatever the case may be. But we want to spend our lives together and, and we want to live together or we want to get married. Then I need to pull, pull my weight. You know what I'm saying? And now, obviously, you're, you're doing that with the intentions on moving up in the world and getting money eventually. You know what I'm saying? To where y'all can have a different conversation and a di in, a, in a different tax bracket. But for now, this is where you at, man. So I think it's a team effort. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I um, mean, in closing, that if a man has the money in order to take care of his woman, I think he should. I don't, I don't think a woman should have to work if the man has the means in order to take care of her, unless she wants to. But I feel like if, if fellas, if you don't got the money, 
man, be honest with your lady. Baby, I ain't got it. Let's let's go ahead and split these bills, you know what I'm saying, until until I really get on, until I'm in that predicament where I can take care of you. So be honest with, with the finances, man. That's that's my advice, you know what I'm saying? Just, just based on observation, be honest. Please be honest. All right, y'all. Like I said, man, I'm getting better at this, man. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you guys for listening. As always, I'm going to leave you with a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this platform. I thank you, Lord, for just the topics I'm able to observe and then give my opinion on. Thank you for all my listeners. Um, and just continue to help me, Lord, to hone my craft, man, and just get better and better. Let my following get bigger and bigger. Uh, we in it for the long haul, Lord, and I thank you in advance for your will, Lord. I love you, God, and I thank you, God. In your name, Jesus Christ, we pray, Lord. Um, all right, y'all, man, that's the Open Minded Podcast, episode seven. Boom, we made it. I want to give a huge shout out to, to the Anchor app, my boy Monty, for putting me on to it. My boy. Um, but this Anchor app, man, is stepping up his game. Now, in the beginning, you can only do five-minute segments. It was five-minute segments. And then, and if you actually listen to the whole podcast, I think you guys could tell how it was a little gap in between. But now it's like, look, man, I'm on I'm on minute 21 right now. And that boy's just going. And they got plenty of time left. Ain't no breaking up no more, man. The Anchor app stepping up. So I want to shout out you guys, man. Shout out to everybody that favored my channel um, and my station. Many, many more to come, man. This ain't stopping. This a moving. You know what I'm saying? So, Appreciate you guys once again. This is Open Minded Podcast, Episode 7. And above all, man, stay open-minded. Love is love.